Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy DJ K Shine, and I'm coming to you on the Anchor.fm app. And on this app, it's like perfect for podcasters. It's free. There are crazy creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can also make money from the podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Look, just do this one thing for me and it's all going to be okay. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi, it's your boy Ken Sean. This is another episode of The Session. And I got a great friend of mine with me on the call, Foolay DC, the alien god himself. Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. The big alien god, man. I appreciate you having me on, man. It's an honor. Glad I'm like your first guest, man. That's make it even that make it ten times better, right there. You know. Hey, man. It's it's a it's a it's a natural vibe, right there, man. We've been rocking for a long time, so it was only right. Only right, man. But I'm, just, I'm ready to dive in, man. Let's see what we're finna do on this session, man. Let's get in. But I'm gonna I'm 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 make it a little different for you, man. I just wanna I just wanna ask you a question. Right, so it's a, it's a lot of things going on out here, like in the world right now. And as far as like the COVID, the Black Lives Matter movements, and everything, where do you see us going? Like, do you think this is the new normal? We just gotta accept it, or do you think? This is going to be like one of them, how we had the swine flus and Ebola is here for a minute and it go, or this Black Lives Matter movement, like it's going to start to die down, like, like normal. Or what, what do you think? What, what are you standing at? Oh, man. Crazy ass thing. Because I've been, you know, you know, I dive deep into them holes, just uh trying to research and, you know, find my own perspective on it. But it's like, I don't even think we at, like, the halfway point of the iceberg. Like, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Got to be. Because it's been going on for a very long time. And each time, it's, almost, it's, it's, it's like when, you know, a hurricane is coming. If you're on the beach... And the waves start getting bigger and bigger every other day. You start checking the weather app and it's like, oh shit, something going down. You check the news. Category five motherfucking hurricane. Yeah, you know, it's like, yeah. like it, it, it just keeps the waves of what's going on. Like you see the Black Panthers, how they were on July 4th, marching heavily. I mean, they didn't, I'm, my opinion, they need more uniformity mm-hmm. as far as how they march in but that's just veteran eye looking in but uh which I'll be glad to help if somebody from the Black Panther hit it I hit me up bro I'm with hey, it Black Panthers hit us up man we with it I'm with it too and and, and the piggyback like all of you bro I'm kind of the same you know like me I'm I a lot of people don't know this bro but like cause I rap but I'm old like I'm woke like I read, like I'm open, bro. So I I like 
the fact that we are actually out here and we standing up for something and we are actually we not we hadn't turned back yet and it's not just like this was a two-week thing and then we went back to life as we know it i think that this one um how do i put this in words i think this one is is a lot different because of the fact that like I even went out and protested, you know what I mean? Like, and every day I'm seeing somebody I know from Atlanta posting, we here this day, we here this day, we protest, we protest, we protesting. And so it makes people stay involved. The biggest thing with me is I feel like they just don't get the picture. Like, bro, I, it's a quick it's a quick and easy fix to everything before the police even go and restructure the way things go. Like, why the fuck? would you send like why the fuck would you send the police to come out and stand directly across from us like while we protesting as if we about to go to war if anything they should be marching with us you feel me like right. just get on the side with us and march with us that makes shit more peaceful right there that's 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 them showing right there like we understand what they saying like let's change this let's change this but but the sad truth and sad reality is they don't want to change it they don't want to lose no power or anything like that bro and it's like i love white people so i'm gonna say this very like 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 i'm not not far i i don't dislike but it's the same way like a lot of reasons shit go on with racism and stuff like that is because they fear losing that um um supremacy you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying that's it that's all it is bro they fear losing that supremacy they fear walking into a business and the coo is a black man or the ceo is a black man and they out here doing the work that we have to do that's really what it is and somebody got to say it and i'm gonna be the one to say it that's just what it is they fear that like regardless like a lot of people like i'm not racist this and the other whatnot okay cool but would you put me on your board of operations and they probably know well why not i'm just as qualified as this man right here but why not though and you know the answer they're not they're gonna give you some bullshit answer but we know the real answer like that equal opportunity all that shit man that's cap man it ain't no equal opportunity laws and shit like this man or they saying they can't discriminate because of this that that's no job man that shit happen every day it's only upheld when it when it fits the narrative or benefit of you know most of them exactly and i saw it a lot firsthand in the army man like i got held back from promotion for it almost six months like when i got promoted to sergeant i should have been bragging about it. like i was preparing a bragging speech <laughs> like look how look how fast i made it yeah but then i it's i have like this racist leadership that would literally say things about me to a white friend of mine to pull like us apart and it, it was it was crazy like the man held me back he, he told him like long as he's the sergeant major i won't be going to a board while he's there and that's the like that's and that's the crazy thing about it bro like and it's like the racism thing like i was i was speaking to a lady the other day man a white lady makes so bad she went from georgia she was here visiting though like um, her daughter had surgery but she was from um, I want to say like Massachusetts or somewhere like that. Some, I think it was Massachusetts. I'm not really sure. But she was basically telling me like the way she grew up or how she was raised and like her son's friends and stuff and how they grew up and she was able to see them kind of turn racist and stuff and she was completely against it. And 
the fact that you would say like they would hold you back from promotion or things of that but it's just basically not off your qualifications but off the color of your skin like Man. i was telling people where we from that exists but i was 15 years old and i experienced racism like in a you know, I, I experienced racism a lot at 15, bro. Oh, my first job, I think you worked. Did you work at Chick-fil-A, bro? Yeah. Yeah, my first job was Chick-fil-A, bro. Like, and I worked at the one right here, on, on, the one that was on Watson. So, bro, I experienced it a lot. I experienced it at work. I'm going to tell you why I say that and why I know it was racism. All right, so the owner, right, he would have me, bro. It's so many people in there that work. Me and it was one more other black person in there that was working there at that time. Um, but he wasn't as black as me, if you get what I mean. Like I'm a black, I'm a nigga. Like you like We from we from that north. Yeah, we from the north. Like so but he they would send me outside to pick up like cigarette butts and shit like that. Like, so you know, I at first I ain't seen nothing. I was like, alright, cool, I go do it. But bro, I used to peep him come outside afterward. Like I would do it and I say I'm done. He would like walk the parking lot and just like look to see, make sure, you know, so then he would come like, oh, we saw him over here, just another bird. And they like well hidden, like, or eating cracks so, like I'm like, bro, come on, man. Like, so one day, bro, I called my homeboy and I was just like, you know what? Come pick me up. I'm finna walk the family dollar, bro. I'm I'm done with this shit. My homeboy D Burton came and picked me up from the family dollar, but I still had on all my clothes. I ain't go back in. They thought I was out there picking a cigarette, but I ain't never turned back, bro. Like, and it was just because that I just felt like I was gonna either spaz and that would fuck me up in the long run and not them, or so I just walked away. And you know me back then, bro. I had a short ass view, like short as fuck. Yeah, both of us legit. Like my shit was short as fuck, bro. And it was just like I already knew it wasn't gonna be good. I was gonna go in that bitch and fuck some shit up. Niggas probably would have been burnt with grease and all, but it was just like, <laughs> I was just like, the best thing for me to do is just call somebody to come get me and let me get the hell on. But people don't realize the type of stuff that we go through and they just look at it like, oh, it's okay. Like, you, you, black people always want to get, um, to play the victim. I mean, no, it's not. We playing the victim, bro. Like, you wouldn't last fucking 24 hours in our shoes and those are facts. Exactly. It's, it's a whole different thing when that coin get flipped over and they got to walk that same path and they a lot of them can't relate like and it's just like like you know me i played soccer all my life so i played with guys from all over the world white black green blue yellow green pink white it don't even matter and a lot of like in my head i almost thought where they were from racism wasn't a thing until one day I turned on the TV and it's an international game mm-hmm. over in England and guys are throwing bananas on the field. I remember that. Black players scored. Like I'm like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, this is happening and like, this happened, like, my dad went around a lot, but, you know, we, uh, when I was with him, um, this is, like, I'm watching it with him and this is, like, I think this is probably the earliest memory I have of gaining my entry knowledge into racism or even what it was and it was it just blew my mind like and it was the banana to black person monkey connection mm-hmm. I was just, and like that was the first one and I'm just like wow <laughs> it, it, it do that bro like especially that first interaction but man 
to be honest, I had quite a few, but I I just always brush it off, bro. Like, man, I'm originally from Alabama, so like, and this and this, yeah. I I hate to cut you off, but it's uh, it's almost like a lot of our generation or the generation before us just had became accustomed exactly. to learn, learn how to live with it exactly. And that's I don't know how they ever did it. Like, just play your role so the white man don't get mad. Fuck that. Exactly, Dude, bro. I got in so much trouble in the army, and a lot of guys in my unit any that ever served with me will attest to it. I never held my mouth for anybody unless I knew I had to play another move. I knew when I needed to back off so I could play another move. Exactly. So just you got to learn. Yo, and that's it, bro. And what you saying is facts, bro. Like, man, bro, this is, and that's what we are. That's why I think a lot of people don't relate to how we move because we're not, or we're just not accepting the normal. Like, we're not just like, no, like, this shit is not okay. It's not. Like, bro, from school, think about it, though, bro, how strong minded we have to be. Our generation, like, that's why I hate it. Like, the older generations talk bad about our generation. Yes, we do have some that are on the wrong path and this and the other. But, bro, our generation is strong-minded we have been taught literally brainwashed from the beginning of kindergarten all the way to college like to the fact that the white people are superior whether it's history and everything but they only teach you the, the history that that you feel as if white people are superior you know what i mean even, like, even they, before we got to school bro we were watching looney tunes and certain cartoons that had all these symbolic things of racism like you have these examples of racism throughout these cartoons of which of course we didn't understand as a kid but it's being put into that mind like as we growing up as, as a child is growing they mind is like a sponge exactly we think they not going to remember nothing but how many things do your kids do one day that you be like oh wow that's cool I'm glad I got to see that I might not see it again and then the next day they do it even better exactly bro that is it's it's just like that like and we saw it so much growing up i'm glad that like a lot of a lot of us that was around each other growing up glad i ran into y'all when i moved this way uh we thought outside like we saw it everything like it wasn't like we only saw it how we were raised to see it but we saw it how we saw it being raised if that makes sense you yes. know what i'm saying yes and it, it was it, it 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 i'm glad because now as i'm seeing the world start to change i listen to these old songs almost every night like i go sit in my truck just turn on the radio for like five minutes and i'm listening to the old school station and they playing songs that still relate it's speeches from 60 50 100 600 years ago that still relates to now so it holds relevance you know what i'm saying so yep. with the knowledge that is out there i'm glad that this generation and the one behind it will i'm i'm assuming and hoping with every finger crossed cracking every knuckle that we wake like the the woke term i really hope that we truly start to wake up. We shed the ego mm-hmm. and just start to spread love to each other and spread knowledge of our history as African Americans or Africans, period. Yes, true. 
True. True, bro. Like, that is legitimately true. Like, me, I always tell people this. And when I say this, I'm, I, I try to say it as correct as possible. Because I people can flip it. But, like me, I feel as if, like, segregation in a, in a world like today would be perfect. I'm going to tell you why I say that, though. Because we have the knowledge, the resources, everything that we need to basically police our own, to basically run our own, to govern our own, you know what I'm saying, to provide for our own. If this shit was legitimately, like, everybody created equal, I think in a perfect world, bro, the blacks should police the blacks, the whites should police the whites, and that's how that shit should be, just being G, because of where we are. It's just like, the the uh, the few officers like you even said in the military, bro. Like I'm sure you went in went in in the, in the military. Like you are a type of person that you are strong minded. So certain things you were not confined to. But like it's police, bro. The black men that get on the force, bro. They just confined because they trying to keep their job. They trying to pro- make sure they provide for their family. So whatever the white man say, do they doing it? They don't even realize it that they that they paying more attention to what the fuck black people doing than white people. Man, do you not know white people drug traffic way more than black people? You know what I'm saying? Day. Like, and real and, and, though, and, nigga, and, and do and do it and do it on on a higher scale. Yes, bro. But on the lowest, on on under the radar, exactly. even lower. I don't. That don't even make sense to me, bro. They do human trafficking, sex trafficking, child pornography, bro. Dark web, all them scams and shit, bro. We didn't create that shit. Mm-hmm. We didn't create that shit, bro. But we are the ones that get busted in the biggest amount of time for shit like that, bro. Like, man, bro, if I if I get caught with about like six pounds of marijuana, I get less time than a white man that get caught with four pounds of meth. Easy. Just being real though. In the black up. And that's what they don't realize. That's what we mean when we say the shit is not right. That something has to change. If it's going to be equal, then it needs to be equal. If it's for the people, it needs to be for all people, nigga. Like the like BLM, Black Lives Matter, nigga. You gotta act as if Black Lives Matter, nigga. And what they say, all lives matter, all lives can't matter until Black Lives Matter is a fact. We have to be. We have to matter, nigga. Latino lives have to motherfucking matter, like. Everybody life that's in America has to matter for all lives to matter. Right now, they only right. They only acting as if white lives matter. When somebody say all lives matter right now, that what I take is they saying white lives matter because usually, usually it's, it's like at this day and time, it's usually coming out of a white person. Yeah, so. of course, of course. And and I, me instead of and like one thing I've gotten big on is not trying to be so confrontational, confrontational, and try to enlighten some people right. some people are just lost they never lived it and but when you can paint a picture or show a movie to somebody or something just they kind of can open up more but it's one of those things like a lot of people that if they don't know by now they don't want to know and they don't care because it's out here there's so many black films and so many films on this shit but you can look at it from the outside looking and you don't gotta be black to see that that shit ain't right it's only right to those that are white and the reason i say that is because they don't see anything wrong with it because it's not happening to them or it's not happening to them. And then they, they, I hate when people bring the the black on black crime into this. Yes, black is black on black crime is a major thing, but a lot of this black on black crime is caused by the living conditions that we are provided, or the or the type of government government stems that we are faced with inside the black community. Like we don't have communities, bro. 
we have neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. That's why I'd be like, where you at, bro? Or I'm at the I'm in the hood or I'm at the crib. Cause nigga, you in the mother the crib. Like that's a that's the, my baby sleep in the crib inside of my motherfucking house. That is considered my baby's community. And this what we come into. This is my, my child's neighborhood. This isn't our community. We're not making no laws. We ain't changing nothing here or doing nothing. Our money still isn't going into going to us, regardless if we pour it into the community or not. It's going into some white man that's in charge's pocket and whatever little bit of chunk change he wanna throw back out here to us, that's what the fuck we get. Like some rats or some rodents or something. But that's and that's why it happens like that. Like you throw us all in. Th- think about it like this, and this. Think about it like this, bro. You throw all of us. Say, say you right now. You you got a single mom. I got a single mom. Say your mom like isn't financially stable. Mine is. They both just work for a living. My mom, your mom works two jobs. My mom will work three jobs. So you 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 cool. You fresh. You come out with it. You got clothes, shoes, me too, I come I got clothes, shoes, my mom, but we, we all stay in the hood, in housing authority or something, it's somebody across the street they mama don't work any job she on drugs or she do something like that when he walk outside and he see me and you like fresh as fuck, but we all live in this same hood and we all supposed to be the same way, at this point he has created self hate for himself because he feels as if he's less than what we are and at this point he is that has made him hate us so now me and you grow up disliking this man really because he dislikes us for no reason because of some because of the materialistic things that we have because those are the only things that we have to value we don't have businesses we get denied business loans we walk in so it's it's 10 times harder for us to get ahead and that's and they don't realize that this shit this everything that they keep saying is stemming the, the fix is if they fix the system then it will be less black on black crime and i stand beside that i don't even like black on black like the term yeah. right because it's is community crime exactly like we if if i put 10 black people in one box who them black people gonna talk to exactly <laughs> you know what I'm saying like it's only a, a dot of white and so in like every so many black community and that's true and white people get housing authority and shit like that too you'll be a fool you believe they don't but they not putting them in the union groves or the Vicky Lens or the SCP they're not doing that they're not putting them in the hoods bro they put the them ones that are there they're the ones that chose to they be chose there. to be there or they just so on drugs they ain't even paying attention that's it yeah. like and it be one or two oh everywhere like just one or two and them be the ones that's damn near acting black the bg like yeah. i don't really like the term acting black either because they grew up in that community so they being a part of the community but you know what i mean like they yeah. blacker than some black people put it like that yeah like they, yeah they, they a little more woke yeah exactly so that's my whole thing with it, man. That's why I hope that this state still. For me, one of my partners was debating today. Like, he had stated he don't really fuck with BLM and like Black Lives Matter. And I'm like, why? And it came off something he seen on Twitter. And he's like, I don't know where they putting the money and this and the other. I'm like, bro, he like, what, what is what's changing? What are they? I said, do you have you like done your research? And he's like, like, nah, which I'm like, bro, it's chapters for BLM. Like it's chapters in certain states. I said Georgia doesn't have a chapter, so you wouldn't see things that they do for the communities or what they because we don't have a chapter. We're just one of those states that don't. I said, but 
we can goddamn get out here and try to create start us a Black Lives Matter chapter. So we can get some of them investments and pour that into our community. It'll be hard because Georgia's a red state. You know what I'm saying? Like a state is against this type of change. But the state, like pretty much the states that have legalized marijuana to a certain extent are the states that have Black Lives Matter chapters. Those are the blue states anyway. You know what I mean? Like I hate the whole red and blue thing too. But but because that's that right there hinders a lot too. We would get better presidents and better if if it was just this nigga is running as fucking Donald Trump or this nigga is running as Barack Obama. Not he's for the Democratic Party, Republican Party. It ain't no party. At that point, it's just based strictly on morals and values and what the fuck this person can do for the community. It's not about, oh, I got to vote for him because he's in this party. You get what I'm saying, though? And yeah, that's that's what it's all about. Yes, bro. They, they create that divide by, you know what I'm saying? It's exactly. just putting the split. And I get it. It's competition. It makes a fucking, not even national, a fucking international popularity contest at this point into you know what i'm saying like oh okay i'm this i'm that now it's now it's truly an international popularity contest even though only national people can vote true so they so they say and you know i think of it as guys like bernie sanders who just not not so much bringing the mm, quote-unquote elite down but bringing up though the oppressed mm-hmm. that like that that makes sense like how like i don't understand how you know what i'm saying but republicans have truly drained everything <laughs> what hurt bernie bro what what hurt bernie is the fact that he is so far he is too attached I'm gonna be real he too attached to us right. and that's the only thing that stopped him bro like Biden got ahead of him because Bernie said Bernie will get the black vote now the black vote does matter it's a, it's a, a lot of us but that white vote still gonna hold more, more weight so if Biden can get a good bit of white vote and like have of a black vote, he gonna already outdo Bernie Sanders. And you know it's a few black people out here that still want all the way intact with Bernie Sanders because they are cool with what the fuck or how this shit is right now. And those are the ones that we spoke about earlier. Those that are just like, let's not make no noise so they don't hear us. As long as they don't hear us we doing alright. Fuck that. <laughs> like nigga, like, like shake them rattles. Nigga, wake somebody the fuck up. Like it's like we, I'm not being quiet. I'm not finna be mute. I'm not finna act like I'm cool with what's going on just because I don't want to get in trouble. I don't care. I, if you call it a rebel, then goddamn it, I'm rebelling. Like, that's just it. Like, but that's that's it. It's not enough of us for Bernie Sanders, if that makes sense. It's not enough of us. And then a lot of us, bro, we don't. A lot of us just, bro, it pisses me off because a lot of us just don't give a fuck. Like, and I used to be one of the ones that just. I didn't think that's up. one of the most hurtful things. Yeah, me too. As a kid, you know how it is. Yeah. We, we, it's, it's how we grew up. We yeah. were told, like, bro, fuck that shit. Like, dude, you need to stick to what's on this north side. You yes. know what I'm saying? Just make sure this shit taken care of. Da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? 
And it was like, okay, cool. I mean, goddamn, get it for myself then. Get it for my for my good. For for where I'm at. And it's like now that I'm away from those type of people, even like certain family members from in making like how I used to be down there so much. Like it's it's I don't wanna say a relief. But I, I feel I, I my 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 thought process isn't as clouded. Mm-hmm. I see more than what I was offered growing up. Like coming out of high school is nothing but college, military. Ain't no in between shit. Like do this, do this, or you a bump. And then honestly, I'm thinking about it. shit. I spent four years doing nothing, really. Like, slanging a little dope over here. You know what I'm saying? The hustling so I can eat half gas in my little 89 Beetle. Mm-hmm. But it was like, I got to the military. Nigga, that, a lot of that shit woke me up, dog. Just, you know how, you know me, I'm going to talk to people. So, talking to people and just being put on to so much stuff that I didn't know about. Oh man, fucking woke up a beast. Yeah, facts, bro. And what you said is fact, bro. I went to a fine art school, majority white people, and like just talking to people, and like it woke me up to a lot of shit. I was the same as you, bro. I wasted what I did. I well, I tried the college approach a little bit, but it was just basically to do shit other people wanted me to do. Like like you said, it was either go to military or go to college. I had a child, so I was trying to have a job and go to college, so I stayed close to home, community college. Slanging me a little weed, got them kicking a few doughs, like doing the shit that was just in my, like, that's why I say I know it's easy to get caught up in shit like that because, and they don't realize it, but it's just what you see and so it's just brought into you as if it's normal but we can change that but that's how i woke up bro like when i i'm be when once i got into fine art school i moved to atlanta i woke up a lot um me and um b brown we linked up one time bro um in one of robert's i was probably 19 at this time bro we had nothing in common like it was like, awkward we couldn't even talk just being real bro was in college doing his thing me i was in the world selling drugs that's it in beef and shit it was nothing to come that was one thing that helped me wake up because bro once i got into some stuff and a few shootouts he was like bro you just come down this bitch man come stay with me down here in bad Austin for a little bit I did that, but when I left that house, I rolled right past one of Robbins, bro. In my 2001 Lexus IS um, 300, you remember that bit, that black car? Uh, <laughs> I rolled right. That was my baby, bro. I just sold that bit a few weeks ago, but yes, bro. Like I rolled past right past one of Robbins, went straight to Atlanta, bro. I got I got accepted to the um, um, Atlanta Institute of Music and Media. I got accepted. I was like, this is this the new. But that first week, I bought me an extended stay hotel because I ain't had dorm rooms and shit at no school like that. Mm-hmm. After that, I was like, well, I can't afford that. You know what I'm saying? But I was staying in my car. I met one of my, my partners, um, Wallo. He had kind of t- chopped it up with his pops a little bit for him, for him. His pops was used to be in the military, but now 
he like a civilian, he got a civilian job, but he traveled all over the like world and the country from base to base, testing like the the I think the systems that go off when it's like an alert or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that so um he was like, You could just stay here. Like you could stay here in my crib, man. Um, you know, I won't be here to be great having you here to watch over my house, this, that, and the other. I was like, damn, bro, that's God. Like, this got to be the path for me. I got to be doing that, you know, doing right. And bro was an old, he older. So he gave me a lot of wisdom. I never grew up in a house, bro, with my dad. I never lived with my dad. So just me being in a house, just me and another man, that opened up my eyes to a lot of stuff too because I was able to see how he was functioning and bro I was just being nosy niggas snooping around seeing some books and shit he had around the house Eddie. and bro I just went to read it and paying attention to shit and I just woke up like it was like like the matrix down there bro like it was a whole new lifestyle like I just woke up and I started take I started looking for shit I'm like bro niggas still down this motherfucker trapping and shooting beefing and shit that shit like bro I started hearing my then I think like damn I, I just said that shit I started not giving a fuck when people would say certain shit on social media or this and the other about me or this and the other I'm like damn bro I ain't entertaining that shit like I was starting to wake up and grow you know what you, I'm saying so you were gaining exactly, vote. exactly bro but if you there and it's the way it is you it's hard yeah that's why I say it's change man and it can be changed but they don't want it to change, bro. They want us to do black on black violence. They want us to be stuck in the hood. They want us to feel like they they superior. That shit pisses me off. And I try, like you said, in the generation after, bro, I pray that the generation after, because with my niece and nephew, bro, they don't give a fuck about nothing. And my niece is going to the 10th grade. Granted, I didn't give a fuck about nothing in the 10th grade either. But I just hope that when they, you know, are about to step out into this real world, they can keep this same passion and desire that we got for it. Like, I don't be, like, I'm not one of those niggas that be like, well, these young niggas, boy, these young niggas be out here shooting and killing and they ain't fighting and this and other and shit because these young niggas is fighting. They fight, but they shooting and shit too. We was also the same way, bro. When we, when we were young, young niggas was shooting and shit too. So I just look at it like, bro, this shit is just going generation to generation because ain't nothing changing. Like, I'm not finna blame them. Like, I'm not finna say, oh, bro, this, this fucking adolescent, this 18-year-old out here just murdered this motherfucker right here and like, damn, this nigga fucking retarded. Like, what the fuck wrong with the young nigga? Bro, it ain't the young nigga's fault. It's our fault. Us and people older because we ain't in, intervening. We ain't changing it, nigga. We still prioritizing like we ain't teaching them the real morals and values behind the colors if you go if you gang bang it we ain't teaching them that bro them gangs were started because of the police and shit bro neighborhood yeah it just went left but it was started for a good reason yeah we need to get back today let's instill that into these young niggas like bro my niece and nephew bro them niggas bro like you know me I, I came up big bees bloody like you know them niggas I don't even say shit because they fuck with me. I'm like the cool uncle because I did that shit to him raw. You know what I'm saying, brother? Because, like, I'm be honest. My uncle, God rest his soul, he died when I was 18. When I was in, well, no, I was 17. I was in 12th grade. He died. But when my uncle damn near raised me, him and my granddad, but my uncle, bro, he was cool as fuck. 
Like niggas take me everywhere I want to go. He had diabetes real bad, man. I low, I low key watched my uncle commit suicide in a way because he had diabetes and he just wasn't taking care of himself. So, and right. he committed suicide, just being real. So, but um, it hurt. So I try to be with my niece and nephew that same way. I give it to him raw, uncut, unfiltered. They be, I be seeing my nephew post pictures on Instagram and shit, bro, with his fingers and shit. Nigga be throwing up crib and shit. You know, the old me would have gave a fuck because I'm supposed to be big blood and shit like that. But I'm grown as fuck. I don't give a fuck. But the thing is, I still instill more in values in him. Like, I, I tell him straight, I, I tell him how this gang, what this gang shit about each other. He's still nice. Like, I'm lost. Like, I'm like, I be like, bro, I see your pictures, bro. I know what the fuck you throwing up, bro. I'm well in tune, bro. Like, I'm, I'm, I know I ain't in it like that no more, but I'm still in tune. I rap, bro. I'm around gang bangers all the time, bro. Like, nigga, I'm in the hood sometimes. Like, nigga, I go, you know, get my my prescriptions from the hood, nigga. I'm there, <laughs> nigga. Like, like, nigga, I'm there. I know what's going on. You can't fool me. You know what I'm saying? But I, but I don't mean to judge because I know I'm like, bro, I was game banging and shit. But the only thing I didn't have was the, the one thing I lacked was guidance. You know what I'm saying? So I can only guide them or try to instill that mindset into them that I have at 27. I'm trying to instill them to a 15 year old that really don't see me as 27. They see me as fucking 18, 21. Because I'm cool as fuck. Like, I be dressing and, nigga, I drink, I do, I pop pills, I smoke weed. They, they think that I'm, like, nigga, I'm keeping it all the way up. You know, I'm like, but that's me. You know what I'm saying? But I know something, but I also read. Nigga, I got my own business. Uh, I'm around nothing but entrepreneurs, this, that, and the other. Bruh, so they see me as a nigga that's got business by himself. So why wouldn't they listen to me? That's what I need. Bro, like me and my pops have been, I, I don't even know about you, but me and my pops have slowly been building a relationship as probably from the time I turned, I say 20 to now, we've been building a relationship. Our relationship is still nowhere near where it should be or where it could be. But we've been building a relationship and that's because it was a want for me because I fucked up in a lot of ways in life because I had a lack of a father figure. My granddaddy was there like raised me but when my granddaddy was born in the fucking mm, 30s, 40s or 50s one of them. Like my granddaddy almost my granddaddy like mid 80s right now. So he old. So the way my granddaddy raised me was totally different from he was three gen, three two generations down bro. Like he didn't know what the fuck I should have been really what I really he was teaching me shit that made me good with my hands bro. Or that made me those, know, how to, those, know how to fight. You know what old, I mean? Old farm life. Yeah. yeah, exactly, bro. Like, but my granddad taught me how to fight and taught me how to, like, if I want to grow my own food, I can. Or fixing my own cars. Like, bro, nigga, changing my own oil, my own tires, which is shit that I needed to know. Because, nigga, I done had blowouts numerous times, nigga. And it'd be late at night. And my ass would hop out the car like it ain't nothing, nigga. Pop that motherfucking <laughs> fast jack out. Throw me a little book <laughs> under that bit to level the ground out. And change my tire right there, bro. And keep that bit moving like ain't shit happening. Oh, so, so yeah, so I'm, I'm in and out of fifteen minutes. Yeah, bro. So I'm thankful for my granddaddy, bro. You know me, bro. I'm skinny as fuck. So me knowing how to do shit like that, like was motherfucking great. Like I thank him. He taught me a lot of good things I should have known. But the stuff that I feel like 
could have changed my life or put me in the right direction. I was never taught. Nobody ever taught me how to talk, tie a tie, bro. Nobody ever taught me how to fill out a job application, bro. Nobody ever taught me how to talk to people like in a business-like manner. Nobody ever taught me how to, like, bro. And when I'm, and the reason I say these things is because me and my mama grew up just us, but we we moved. Like I lived with my granddad, my grandma until I was 14. When I was turned 14, me and my mom finally moved. We moved from apartment to apartment to apartment, bro. You know what I mean? Like it was, like, I, like it wasn't struck. Bro, I went home to no lights and me having to go spend night at B Brown sometimes or T Board crib or Juice crib because, like, we ain't had no lights and shit at the time. So, and but niggas would never know that, bro, because I was always fresh. But the reason I was always fresh is because I had a job since I was 15. I never was able to take sports or no shit like that serious. That's why I was drawn into music. Because I went to work, went home, and got on my computer. And instead of just sitting on MySpace all the time, nigga came across Soldier Boy. I seen what the fuck Soldier Boy was doing from his bedroom and shit on MySpace. I'm like, man, fuck that. I'm finna rap. Nigga, like, I already <laughs> rap. Like, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, so... That's why I say certain things that I feel like should have been instilled as me as a, a, a as an adolescent and shit like that that I was that were instilled in me. But I never had a key to my dad's house. I never been able to, you know. I never really had a man figure in my household, bro. Like it was me just always fighting for that masculinity to be real, like to the point where like, damn man, my mom ain't finna fucking. My mom got two jobs and we ain't got no motherfucking lights on. I'm about to hit my partner B stuff and see what the fuck the lick talking about. You know what I mean, though? Yeah. Like, like, wait. That's the difference, bro. That's when I say it can be. It shit can change. Man, it's uh, I like to call it well. It's it's the learn term, but learn behavior. You know what I'm saying? We we get taught how to survive in this world, while on the other side of the tracks, those children are being taught. Being, not even being taught, being prepared mm-hmm. for how to there you go. live their life while we have to survive through ours. Exactly. Well, you see it somewhere. That's, that's, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's so... Oh, man. It's crazy because I, I see so much potential around the hoods that I've been in and it's it's like I'm, I, I'm you know me I'm I'm the type that's always trying to figure out the box I ask hey man you don't want to like go do something with that oh no I'm gonna do this over here yeah come on man you you really you you got something like but it's that fear man a lot of people be scared like scared of being unknown of what's next but we don't got no pillows to fall on at all so we have to go for where it looks the most comfortable comfortable yes bro that's it like we don't have the pillows so we have to go to where we think it's comfortable bro and that's where we get fucked up but my people were comfortable with Warner Robins, Georgia, but that was totally different from Alabama where I grew up, bro. I'ma take I'ma take y'all niggas there, bro, on like a field trip, nigga. We're gonna shoot a video. Bro, I'm talking about real shacks, my nigga. Like 
built from the houses built from wood like nigga the, that that um they done started making it cool now to have like that um them, them roofs what the type of roofs it is now brother it'd be like the the sheet metal roof oh with yeah that, with that type mm-hmm. of roof but the yeah. old type bro you know what i'm talking about the old type shit leak from time to time nigga. like <laughs> yeah bro put, put the mop but put the uh the, the bowl in the hall yeah bro. exactly that's where i come from bro my people still got the the heaters in the in the fucking it's still in 2020 where you gotta light that bitch with a match bro it's in the hallway type shit bro it's like the furnace nigga still got that motherfucker like so my granddad and them was cool my granddad and my mom both was lucky enough to join the military bro so we we ended up in one of robin's different from the way my cousin and stuff was raised in alabama and stuff but it still wasn't enough for me. Like, they were comfortable with Watson Boulevard because it was just enough. Like, with me, bro, it was like, man, fuck this, bro. This a biodome, nigga. I can't get out of this. I can only get so high that I'm going to bump my head because I'm out of resources. You know what I'm saying? So, me coming to Atlanta, bro, it was just like, the sky's the limit, bro, and it's different. Bro, when you, like, I'm, and when, I told you this when you first moved back to Georgia, bro. When I, and, and I told you it was different because... Bro, here is blue. Like, I told you I hate new colors, but it's blue, bro. Like, it's really blue. Like, black people thrive here, bro. White people thrive here, bro. Mexicans thrive here, bro. Like, Asians thrive here, bro. Everybody can thrive here in Atlanta, bro. It's not, like, governed by whites. And the whites are the only people that's getting the shit. And one of Robin's bro, everything you can think of that that's making good money is white owned, and you know it. Yeah. Name a place, bro. Name a place. Name me one place in that really getting some bag where it's, they create generational wealth that's black owned. Besides, um, Mr. Campbell Construction Company, which is really I think based out of like Florida, low key, but that that company. All right. Name somewhere else in there. Top of my head, can't think of one, bro. Exactly, bro. But the Riggies, the Gallery of Mall, nigga, the fucking um, whole base, nigga, like any restaurant that's like Wimp Pigs Fly or any all that shit, white on, bro. Like the doctor's offices, like nigga, the, the shopping oh, places. Man, it's so many of them right here. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, we. That's different. Like, it's, and it's hard, bro. Like, when I walk into a bank in Warner Robins, Georgia, and try to get a loan, it's probably, what, mm, 10 to 20 banks in Warner Robins. All, all 20 gonna deny my ass. Nigga walking that bit with a 700 credit score, they all deny my ass, bro. Like, they all deny my ass. Just being real. But in Atlanta, it's black-owned banks. Is this is is even like bro? Even the white-owned banks and shit, I'm more likely to get approved for something than them. And that's just it, like bro. I had to get out the biodome and just kind of spread my wings and fly, and that helped me escape racism. Just being real, bro. That helped me escape escape racism or escape that box that they the man wanted me to be in. That box you just talked about when you said they put ten people in this box. Imagine putting 40 in a box, though. 40 niggas in a box. How many you think getting popped? Damn. They don't look at it that way, though. Yeah. They don't look at it that way. And it's, it's almost like how they set up the prison system. Mm-hmm. We get out. We get 
supposedly emancipated, but then you arrest a black man for breathing essentially in loads. So now this man is called a prisoner, but here he is right back doing damn near the same job he had as a slave or in another capacity. It, it, and and it's just a continued cycle. Nigga, you know how many black people get arrested for BWD? Black, I mean, B, yeah, BWD, black wild driving, nigga. <laughs> like, like, nigga, that shit is, you, people get locked up for that more than they do a DUI. Oh, man, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, I'm, you, you lock me up for BWD, nigga? God dang, I, that, that's a scare for me. Like, on God, bro, driving is scary, nigga. Like, you don't know, bro. You don't know. I said the wrong thing. Nigga, my head going up against the tire, and they talking about, nigga, obstruction of an officer or assault on an officer, and I ain't even touched the man. Nigga, I, I, all I did was once he done bam me up a few times, now I got to push him. Like, hey, bro, trying to protect myself. But me trying to protect myself, I end up George Floyd. D. You know what I'm saying? And then they mad because we out here in these streets. Black Lives Matter. Fuck that, nigga. We do. And we here till y'all start acting like it. And we and, and and I'm pissed about that shit. I'm speaking out. I'm demanding it. We have to. We have to keep it going. And I and, and it's, I hate to divide amongst our people. This is where it gets to be more of an issue for me. Because you got people that'll be like, oh, man, protesting is stupid. Don't vote. Exactly. It's this and that and this and that. This is what they do when you vote and blah, blah, blah. And it's just be like, at some point, you still have to find a way to press on from, even if you feel like, okay, if voting and protesting and a sit-in and board meetings and, and city halls not working, marching not working you don't want to hear us singing but you don't want us to start swinging exactly provide me with a solution then my friend you know what i'm saying like that that'd be the thing like and those they don't have nothing <laughs> they, they almost like our hands are tied in it, but and it's like okay you you're a non-conforming conformist <laughs> At that point, like you, you're not trying to go against the grain, so you'd rather just let the grain graze past you. You know, like it's not. It's got to be a point where you know if this is a problem and you don't like that people do this, be able to tell that group of people or about that issue. Hey, this is what I think y'all should do. I don't give a fuck about it, but this is what I think y'all should do. Exactly. But they can't, bro. Cause they, and the thing is, because they never dived in deep enough to to care. Like, they they don't care, bro. They never thought about, like, why does this black-on-black crime happen? Like, bro, they got a solution for everything. Like, And this no disrespect. I know you're in the military, but, but we'll go to other countries and try to, quote-unquote, going because they at war within each other so doing this or we got a solution for all that for everything else other people got on but we don't even have solutions for all the shit we got going on but we are one of the most nosiest nations i've ever seen 
It was, always, like, it was done so that think I, I think about it like this. I feel like all of that shit, like going to war with this country, that country, like I and this is like an in the moment thought. So I might learn some shit and it changed my mind. But all of that shit was to just cover up. It, it would be bigger news than black reforms are on the rise. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody yeah. wanna hear that shit in the spuckets. Facts. So, like, nobody wanna see nothing about it's come on, like we're gonna go, we're gonna keep going to war. We're gonna fucking we're gonna do this shit in America. We're gonna three strikes. We're gonna fucking what uh the war on drugs, blah blah blah. We're gonna create all these crazy laws that are going to keep a select group of people, black people, mm-hmm. down while we fuck off money on weapons that aren't gonna work 30 years from now. <laughs> like, come on, man. Bruh, you just said something, though. Like, you just said something, though. And that's low key what it is, bro. And it's also for niggas' presidential bids. Like, like for real it's also for niggas presidential bids and campaigns and shit man but man I feel though I honestly do I feel as if change will come I feel as if we will be able to see maybe not in our 30s maybe not in our 40s but before we you know us like our generation deteriorates and rise to dust like all of us i do feel as if we will see change man i will i do feel like the black person will grow like we are mentally as a whole as a collective we will become more unified and i speak it because i speak into existence like i don't just like to speak negative amongst my brother but we will become more unified as a collective we will begin to read more we will begin to know our worth we will begin to govern ourselves in ways um and what i mean by that is like we will have more people in power like more people at the house more people in senate more people on as ma- more black people as mayors, more black black people as board of directors, more black people in human resources, more black doctors, lawyers. I feel as if we will break that cycle. But the biggest key to break that cycle is we have to start believing in black. Like yeah. when I, and and what I mean is we 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 have to start believing in black. But that means the black have to give us something to believe in like if I go to an HBCU I need to know that these teachers ain't just gonna bullshit me I need to know that they ain't just fucking me out my money here in 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 admissions I need to know like that y'all are really trying to help us get internships and externships and help us get to the next level of success things of that nature so that black trust has to become has to become something like black people have to begin to give people of color a reason to trust people of color because we fuck our name cards up so bad like bro say for instance you come to me for a service and i'm like yeah bro i got you man i i wouldn't charge you but three hundred dollars and the white man say yeah man i got you i wouldn't charge you but six hundred the white person tell you his deadline is fucking June 14th I, t- I mean July 14th I tell you mine is July 14th 
that white man have you your shit on July 13th. My black ass don't give you your shit to July 18th. No. I need to make sure that you have your shit on the day I told you you gonna have it. I need to make sure it's of that quality. I need to make sure I ain't trying to bullshit you. So therefore, deep down in the stipulation of the contract, you gotta pay me an extra $100 to go in and fix some shit for you. Like, I need to make, like, that's what we have to do as a collective, bro. Like, we need more of that. We got to start thinking more. And we got to dig into ourselves more. Yeah, I, I agree completely. I feel like, like, how you say we got to believe black and believe in black. I think that itself starts with believing in self. Once we start seeing ourselves a black person happy about being a black person that happiness and joy and vibe can flow into a brother or sister and might change their day might change their perspective that's really the reason why i got the whole podcast i just want to talk perspective with people you know what i'm saying like ain't nothing right or wrong it's just good evil and perspective and it's like like what you said about the unity it's possible well, it's it's happened before. It is mm-hmm. documented that ancient Africans and Greeks had a trade together prior to slavery. For mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it'll be so hard for so many people to believe. Yes, once upon a time, niggas and white folks got along just motherfucking fine. Thanks. They thought we were beautiful. We were on their currency. We were on their art, paintings, uh, sculptures, all all types of stuff. And vice versa. They thought we were unique because of how we were, you know, probably eight feet tall naturally back then, everybody in the whole tribe. But that's what it was. They thought we was awesome. And it was it was easy. To, I, I don't know where racism came in at. Um What's the professor lady? The white lady? Jane? I know you're talking about. Yes, yes, yes. I yes, can't remember her name. She was like, uh, in the Spanish Inquisition is when it came up. And uh, that made a lot of sense. That made a lot. Like, this is the first time massively where people being killed for color that we knew about. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, okay. That's an eye opener right there. And I think it's just those little things like that we don't know. A lot of people think our history started with slavery. A lot of people, a lot of people get lost in it. They don't know like the indigenous people of America, who we call you know Native Americans. Prior to Native Americans, there were Africans walking these lands. Africans had a very complex system of navigation never thought the world was flat I don't even know how, like Christopher Columbus dumbass thought the world was flat that's how it became a rumor mm-hmm. <laughs> but ancient Africans never thought the world was flat they just looked up and saw the curve um, what else their navigate like a lot of the maps right from today's time like our GPS literally can be within a certain amount of distance not too big but within a certain amount of distance it'll match up to maps from 
hella fucking centuries ago. And that's not just a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's it's like it's our history is out there. I think a lot of people just have to go forth and, and like grasp it. Like, come on, there are literal like it's literal legit black characters in Greek mythology written by Homer himself. Like that that has to be a thought in people's head. Like y'all don't think about like a lot of people don't even know this and it's really me like like I said I dive deep like I be trying to find some research and I probably got a whole bunch of knowledge just in the back of my brain that I ain't thinking which is a lot of times but that's what the show is for and I'm glad we finally you know linked up and got on this shit cause you know nigga ain't know what to do next (laughs) thanks bro but it's okay. That mean, but you gonna figure out everything to do next. We gonna figure out everything to do next. Yeah, I'm gonna get with the ancestors. See what they got to say about it. Yeah, man. That's all you gotta do, man. Dig deep. Pray more, man. It's gonna come. Hey, bro. How you feel about this uh, national anthem uh, before the national anthem? The black national anthem playing before the actual national anthem. I guess in NFL games. How you think that? How you, how you feel about it happening if it does if it don't um I well I mean I'm not against like a black national anthem and things like that but the NFL just moves so shady to me bro that I just feel like that's just a way to keep niggas from kneeling like just being real it's just a way to keep niggas from kneeling as far as with the NFL but I'm not against it. Like, I know there's a lot of people have been against the Black National Anthem. But me, myself, bro, it's, a, it's 2020. Everything changes. You feel me? Like, everything. The whole world, everything changes. Fashion changes. They change the way the 20 look, the way the $100 bill look, the way the 50 look. The National Anthem just need to be changed. Period. Have you seen, have you seen the Harriet Tubman 20? I seen that, bro. I seen it. When the people have like, you, you seen one in person? No, nah, I haven't. I mean, neither, nigga. I ain't, I ain't not nan seen one. I'm still waiting, though. I'm waiting for somebody to give me some change, and I see Harry Tubman. I'm going to be so... i never spend that motherfucking money. Yeah, man, I got them tubs on me, nigga. <laughs> yeah, well, how much they call it, boy? Just a tub, just a tub. <laughs> hey. I don't know, like, about the National Anthem, I feel... Like, I, it's a nice gesture. Like, it's cool. But that ain't what we need. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we really need more funding for lower income community schools. Facts. That's what we need. Now, now the NFL said, hey man, fuck the whole national anthem all together. We just this is a football game anyway. We gonna donate all the money that we would have got or that we got from playing the national anthem from so long over time at before a game we're gonna take all that money we're gonna put it into every lower income community school in the country now that's something that would be like ooh, check you out roger goodell jay-z must have slapped you on the back of your head thanks you know what i'm saying some shit like that now that right there that is the type of gesture that that black America want to see because other than that I'm all with the buying black 
selling black, living black, all of that. Like, look, true black nationalism, like growing our own. Like you said, we had a resource. And that's, and I, I think the way the system is, it, 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 it kind of blocks that. We've seen what happens when successful black communities get together. We, we we see we see what happens. But right now, me and you being on this uh, podcast together is the success between two black people getting together because we finna boost. But watch this. We speaking some shit. This gonna be this gonna get some some ratings. Like some oh, music. we we can see the everything that we asking for, bro. Like facts. I'm with you. And I I feel like how you said we will be around to see. The change I, I really hope so I feel like we might be able like we, we really might be able to see a good enough shift to be like damn now nah, that's something that's what I want that's what I really want to say yeah now that's not like if I woke up tomorrow and I saw on well I done deleted like all my apps just said Instagram so if I'm going through somebody's story of the timeline and it say cops arrested for the murder of Brown Taylor damn now that's something you know what well, I'm saying? I ain't gonna speak that deeply, cause nigga, that one right there is a little, yeah, that one right there is far fetched. But I'm gonna be optimistic. I pray and I hope that we see that. Like I, I want, like, I, I like, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Who else? Elijah McClain. No, uh, Elijah McClain. They need to be arrested uh, today. today. Like they should have been arrested when that first happened. That shit, shit shouldn't even took months to come back to the light. That should have been, that should have been handled. But we, I feel like the police, yeah. like, and I know for a fact it's a real deal. And I think, well, once once stuff settled down with COVID and, and it's kind of okay to you know be at folks' front door. <laughs> uh, I want to get to know some of these police chiefs, like around everywhere if if possible only because i know for a fact being in the military there is a culture of we have to protect our own facts like, like if <laughs> if there's a situation like and, it, and, it, and it's very big amongst white people given that they most they take up most of the fucking space in this country anyway mm-hmm. um Damn, bro, that's crazy. They brought all them slaves and they still open. Never mind. Uh, and they took over a whole country. That was yeah, what I'm saying, bro. Yeah, man. Like, uh, I'm trying to figure out that math. And they say we fuck a lot. Exactly. Uh, they really, I forgot what the fuck was we even talking about. Um, you were saying. Hmm. Damn that, you know, that marijuana be fucking with the memory. I ain't gonna cap, but I've been over here on this jack real good. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's all good because I'm, I'm gonna just take you here then. we it gonna come back. I'm gonna take you here though. But how do you feel about the um, the sports? Like, how do you feel about the, the NBA coming back in the bubble? How do you feel about that? Mm. I don't know, man. It's because this is how I see it. Like, you put on the game and it's gonna sound like an NBA 2K20 uh, practice session mm-hmm. just the ball and the players dribbling and yelling out the plays and talking shit to each other 
I don't like. I'm so you. I, I can't imagine watching a official like a regular a playoff seat, regular seat. It, hell, a preseason, an exhibition match, whatever. I can't imagine watching it happen and it counts without the fans. They said they're gonna have Wale playing in the background, bro. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> That's I'm cool. just messing with you, man. Long, but, long <laughs> as we root for everybody that's black, oh, I'm with it. Uh, yeah, I'm just messing with you, though. But yeah, I feel you, though. Like, I think it's weird. I, I hope it don't take away from, like, granted, bro, I'm ready to watch sports, but then I'm getting, I'm not really. Like, bro, in my studio where I am right now, bro, I got a whole TV up here, of a damn uh, 40-something inch TV. That shit ain't even hooked up. Like, it ain't, bro. It ain't. It, it ain't even hooked up. My my room, I got a big ass TV too, but I don't, I barely be in there. But like, I'm always up here in my studio like, because this is my domain. But bro, I ain't got it hooked up because I don't even be trying to pay attention. I just I'm locked in to the recording and everything of that. But you got music on the way. Yeah, man, I do. I'm I'm gonna load you up. I'm gonna load you up. I promise, bro. I'm gonna load you up. Um. I got a project on the way. I'm going to tell you right as soon as I say this because I don't want it to lose, to leave me. But the, um, like, I'm just not ready, bro. I don't, I don't really care to watch the sports. I mean, man, like, the Lakers, low-key, had the best record. Get them folks the trophy. Fuck it. They can win it all. I don't give a damn. Like, give it to them. Um, but, of course, they still going to have the ratings, bro. They still gonna have the views. People gonna want to see it just because they like it's in the bubble. It's this and uh People yeah, gonna, gonna have to accept it. Yeah, like then, at, at this, well, really not even at this point. And in, in life, every day we have to be able to adapt. Like <laughs> you got to be able to roll with the punches for real. And they gonna come daily, multiple times throughout the day. Every day it's just another round, another round of life. It's like a boxing match; it never ends until it's over. Facts. The amount of people that's gonna come out of quarantine obese, ooh, boy, it's gonna be a lot. <laughs> I, I thought everybody was putting gyms in their garage and backyard and shit. Man, folks ain't paying doing that shit. Man, people getting bored out there. Folks ain't working out. <laughs> watching a lot of TV, but these cable companies and shit probably seen a biggest spike in the last five years, bro. Damn, man. Like, I'm just being real. Think about it, though. How many people been at home? But you know these cable companies seen the biggest spike. These, the internet, man, they going old. People going you over on lie. You know what I'm bro? I put a gym in my garage, and I was going heavy in that motherfucker for, like, about, I'll say about three weeks. I'll say about three weeks. I'm in that bitch like every other day. Well, every other other day. <laughs> man, you need to get back in there, man. Well, well I mean, you well, get now, in now, yeah, now I'm, I'm coaching over at Kingdom, uh, Kingdom Boston 478 on Instagram. I'm uh, coaching over there, and dog, I love it. Honestly, it's probably like the best thing they could have, like boxing. Like has always found me throughout my life. Like I never went searching to be a boxer. It just always like, oh shit, some boxing shit. Boxing good for your mental too, bro. Dude, looking back, retrospect, hindsight, whatever the fuck we want to call it, reflection. Boxing has really taught me most of the life lessons that I'm living by. 
it's 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 really like just like I just referred to boxing with the rolling with the punches. Like it's it's a real thing. Yeah. And it's really taught me a lot. Like and now that I'm having to teach the fundamentals and and slightly intermediate stuff with the age group that I work with mostly. Now that I'm having to teach it, I have to go back and look at self of how I'm teaching and what I'm teaching to make sure I'm giving it to them in a receptive way to where they can receive it and also to where that it, it can be utilized universally like it, it can it works for everybody so that way it's not I don't have a handicap on my coaching style and that's kind of how I'm living life like I'm kind of just vibing right Mm-hmm. So, I don't want to have have a handicap on my mentality, on my emotions. I don't want to like be stuck feeling like this or be stuck thinking this way, or or hell, even the way I move, I don't want to be stuck having to do this. I can't, I can't get comfortable, and it really is what it boils down to. So, and that's and that's boxing. Like you, you cannot get comfortable. You get comfortable, you hit come the punches. Yeah, facts, facts. But you know, I used to uh, train in Kingdom for about a good year when they was over there off of Carl Benson with KD and um, and Serge, and it was another dude over there. That's I think his name was like Tony or some bigger dude. I don't think he did no more. I don't be seeing him. But I don't even know. I, I was in there like I went in once right before quarantine really hit everybody. Like. Like when they said, no, nah, stay in the house, motherfucker, shut everything down. I was in there like probably the week, at, the week before that. It was the third, it was Thursday. And it was, I think it was like third, two, yeah, it was a Thursday. That motherfucking Monday came around, motherfuckers was in the house. <laughs> I was like, damn. But I mean, uh, I kept in contact with KD, he kept in contact with me. Um, the gym opened up. He asked me to come back earlier. It was like, because what USA Boxing did, they had gyms open up kind of in phases, like to go like with COVID guidelines. So mm-hmm. as more and more people started coming in, it was like, okay, now we need our trainers back. Katie hit me up, asking if I was still interested. Bada boom, bada bing. I'm finna take a test on train on like the trainers test with USA Boxing. Yeah. And it's a wrap from there, dog. Hey, bro, I'm proud of you, bro. Keep going. I know you're gonna do well on that thing, man. Oh yeah, man. Cause the it, it one, it's gonna give me something to talk about. Two, you're gonna see me smiling with a lot of shining medals. And I ain't fighting. That's the best part. I ain't got to take no punches. Yeah, you just got them putting other people out there to do it, man. I seen. I seen my, uh, I think you were working out. I, I think that my little homeboy, his name like Ashton. Ashton. Mm-hmm. He, he That's still, how many people in Yeah, little, little white boy. I think his name either Ashton or Ashton. I think he still go there, man. He was cool as fuck. He was just, he went to Northside, though. He was a cool little white kid. I used to work out with over, over there when I was there, man. But, yeah, you know me, I ain't never really boxed before, so I had started doing it. And it was, it was... It was a good time though, bro. I ain't gonna cap. I really enjoyed it and it was good for your mind. It was good for your mind. Like, bro, it helped the nigga 
just like release stress and be able to go home and just have good vibes. Man, I go home and I be tired as fuck. <laughs> That'd be my vibe. Sleep. But yeah, man. Hey, you right though. Like it's 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 probably like it, it teaches almost like I was saying, like it teaches just about everything. Like like you can literally learn how to meditate from boxing. And it sounds crazy, like how you learn how to find peace when motherfuckers trying to beat you the fuck up. Yeah, fact. It's, it's them small moments. Just like life. Life is so long. It's some small moments of peace when ain't nothing moving. And it this can be in between rounds or this can be during the round. Small moments of peace will happen on the battlefield. And that's anywhere. Football, actual war, soccer, boxing, basketball, hockey, lacrosse. I'll give that if you're playing golf. And golf is peaceful a lot. A lot. Golf is real motherfucking peaceful. Now yeah. that everybody. But shit, shit like that. Like even swimming. Motherfuckers be finding peace up under that water. I can't because water be strong sometimes. But I love swimming. Me too, but when that water gets strong, I get out. Yeah, I love swimming, dog. I be tired. Nah, but I love that one thing I do love. I can't even lie to you, boy. I love swimming, bro. That's just like my peace place. And I used to didn't know how to swim. I just jumped in one day and just taught myself how to swim. And that's the that's the that's the beauty of it though. I just didn't fight the water and I just started floating up. Once I floated up, I was like, oh shit, I ain't scared no more. And it was just like it was second nature. I was scared the whole time I was learning how to swim. My cousin threw me off the dock into a lake. It was a rock, bro. I really thought I was gonna die that day. Somebody gonna die today, yeah, young thug boy. But nah, <laughs> but little, but you was you was a trooper, bro. You made it out. Yeah, I, I put on that uh, finding Nemo, and I just kept swimming. I didn't even know I was swimming, bro. I was under the water, and just like as I got closer to the closer to land, you know, the land started rising. I just my hand hit the stuff. I thought I was dying, but I'm on the shore, like I'm in the water, but I can stand up now. Yeah. I felt like an idiot, and then I, he was like, "Bro, you you swam there," and so that's and that and within that, you learn how to assess things after the fact, so that the next time you you come to face it, it, it's not it's probably not as either scary or you don't have as much mental turmoil to deal with it. Like the first time being thrown in the big body of water was scary as shit. Second time. It was for fun. Like we was wrestling in the water. I knew how to swim. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Step back and breathe and realize, like, okay, boom. Like, I see what the fuck is going on. Yeah, man. Learn how to swim is a beautiful thing, man. Once people learn how to swim, I think everybody should learn how to swim. Because it's like you said, it's scary at first, but once you learn how to do it, man, that shit easy, bro. <laughs> It's like, it's, bro, you, you had so much fun in that water once you learn how to do it, bro. Like, that one thing I miss this year, I ain't really get to do much as far as outside pool action, just another, like, man, because this quarantine, just another, but it's all good. We're going to be straight. Oh, yeah, we're going to be straight. We've been on the phone for down that hour and a half. 
this is some goddamn live shit. The alien god himself, who lay DC. Y'all need to go get just listen and look out for everything else that this man got coming your way. Facts, man. Make sure you looking out. Um, follow me on IG at FoolayDC, F-O-O-L-A-Y-D-C. I appreciate you, Ken Shine, for, for bringing me here. Um, I'm going to invite myself back, man. We got to do another episode, man. Whenever you ready, I'm ready. I don't give a damn if you say tomorrow. I'm ready, man. This was a good vibe. It was a real session, like a real session. So, hope these people tune in. We're going to give them the tune in and just vibe on the session. We just talk about the real. That just, well, ain't I pre a hey, boy. Use a good platform you got here. So, you got to make sure you take this bitch all the way up now. Oh, you know I'm going to do what it do, baby. You know, you family. We've been rocking since. Oh, shit. Fucking what? Middle school, <laughs> nigga. Yeah, middle school. Yeah, middle school. bro. Like, it's been... <laughs> nigga, it's no, damn near uh, 15, almost 16 years, damn near. Long time, bro. Yeah. Long time. Good talking with you. I'm proud of you. I'm like ready to be even more proud. Yeah, I'm going to load you up with a pack, bro. Y'all niggas give me like oh, yeah, two I'm, days. Oh, yeah, you don't need that. Y'all give me like two days. I'm going to load y'all up with a pack for good music, good vibes. And we just going to go from there. You did. All right, bet, bet, bet. And with that, we're going to sign off. This was another episode of the session featuring the food alien god himself. Mm-hmm. Who let you see? Play your partner, family, brother. Love you, man. Love you too, bro. Yeah. One.